0: If you're looking for trouble, you're in the right place. This is The Danger Zone. Welcome to The Danger Zone on Money Life. It's where we get the latest take from the crew at New Constructs, a research firm that evaluates securities on a scale of most attractive to most dangerous. They do this by digging in at the footnotes level and working their way up. It is discounted cash flow analysis meets forensic accounting. And it is done in a way that makes it that well, if something is misleading, it is dangerous. And if something is working for you, if it happens to be the other way, it's misleading, but working in your favor, that could make something attractive. If you want to learn more about how it works, go to newconstructs.com. David Trainer is founder and president at New Constructs. David, great to chat with you again.
1: It's great to be here, Chuck. Thank you.
0: Who's in the danger zone this week? Kimberly Clark. You are so good looking. Kimberly Clark. It is ticker symbol KMB. And if it's so good looking, that means we're not in the danger zone. We're in the attractive zone. This is that misleading but works in your favor thing, right?
1: That's right. In in some ways, what I'm talking about here is that it's dangerous to overlook footnotes, not just for avoiding blow-ups, but also for finding good stock ideas.
0: Explain what that means, because obviously it's the spectrum of your research, but when you say it's dangerous, that means you're looking at something that, hey, it's not a percent here. It's a bunch of percentages that you're kind of talking yourself out of when you only look at the skin deep conditions.
1: Yeah, well, Kimberly Clark, what we're seeing here is that their earnings are meaningfully understated, whether you're talking about their street earnings at 660 a share are understated by $1.60 a share, or their gap earnings at 520 a share are understated by three dollars a share. Right. And so this company is a lot more profitable than what people think because there are hidden and reported unusual expenses in the street and the gap earnings that are making the numbers look worse than they are. So it's dangerous if you're not looking at the footnotes to not know what the true profitability is on the long side, as well as the danger zone side.
0: So this is part of a report you guys have done where we'd love to believe it's just Kimberly Clark, but the truth is it's a large percentage of companies that have understated earnings, right?
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. You're right, Chuck. We Every quarter we publish the companies that have the most understated earnings in the S&P 500 and we track like the percentage of the S&P 500 that have understated earnings. And we look at it like greater than zero understated or greater than 10% understated. And, And we're constantly reminding our clients that, look, there's a difference between, What the market says, what S&P says for operating earnings and what the street says versus the true core earnings that the Journal of Financial Economics has proven we do better than anyone else. And yes, there's five companies on the list, along with Kimberly Clark. Uh, We just decided to feature Kimberly Clark because we haven't talked about it in a while.
0: So let's talk about how understated the earnings are. You know, you and I, when we're talking about stocks that are dangerous, it's always how out of whack is the valuation. And in those cases, it's, you know, here's what the current stock is trading at. Here's what that implies. But out of whack is always a bad thing. In this case, out of whack is a good thing. But how out of whack is the valuation on KMB?
1: Well, we think the stock's cheap by, you know, probably 15 to 20 percent, not a huge amount. Again, we're much more conservative in terms of our, our ratings. Uh, but when you talk about earnings, the street earnings are understating core earnings by 24%. And gap earnings are understating street earnings by closer to 40%, 30%, 40%. So a pretty decent amount of understatement there.
0: And we're always looking at catalysts. And you always say, crystal ball's not clear. I don't know what the catalyst is necessarily going to be. But on the upside, Are we looking at different catalysts when you're looking at a stock that is more attractive and the danger is missing out? What are the catalysts likely to be on the upside?
1: Uh, I'm going to go a little bit off uh, script here on you, Chuck, and say the catalyst, and really this sort of tongue-in-cheek, the catalyst is more people are going to read the footnotes and see that there's $706 million in losses – on asset dispositions, air impairments, and divestitures that are non-recurring and should not be included in the earnings. And when they see that, they're going to realize, oh, this company is a lot more profitable than I thought it was.
0: Well, (laughs) you are optimistic. You know, people reading the footnotes, David, if they can read the footnotes and find that out, this might be the catalyst for new constructs going out of business if everybody read the footnotes.
1: Uh, I think think it wouldn't happen all at once. Uh, I'm talking about those precious few people who are willing to do the work And get an advantage like our clients uh and so you're right we could that's one way to put it i think the real catalyst is that they beat the number right because the street and gap earnings are understating the core profitability of the business once these non-recurring one-time items are in the rearview mirror the true profitability of the business emerges and it it beats the number by a big by a big amount
0: so a positive earnings beat the same way that it's usually an earnings miss it's no different it's just the direction that's really the the likely catalyst. That's right. That said, are these conditions that kind of can correct themselves without sort of seeing a play in the stock market? In other words, you do this every quarter. If you and I were talking about Kimberly-Clark in three months or six months, could we wind up seeing a narrowing of the understatement of earnings to where you're kind of looking on, yeah, it's no longer a big deal?
1: Yeah, I think that usually results in Wall Street upping their estimates, you know, so either they beat the number because Wall Street stays too low or Wall Street goes higher. So it's it's not as official a beat because it's not, you know, right at the finish line where the numbers change, but they start to change sooner than that.
0: And all of this. When we look forward, it's not a forward-looking projection on the company going, hey, the company's necessarily going to do great, because you're you're always going, oh, wait, the valuation implies that they've got to do this level of business, which is unrealistic. This doesn't sound to me like it has that kind of a thing in it. This is, hey, this is a weakness in the system. If you can buy in, you can get it till things get back to normal. And it's not necessarily a statement on like, oh, boy, they have to do nothing to reach this valuation.
1: Well, all the stocks in this report, in addition to having understated earnings, get an attractive or very attractive rating, which means their valuations are also cheap. So we got strong quality of earnings and attractive valuations for an overall attractive or or very attractive rating. And in the case of Kimberly-Clark, the expectations are really low. In order to justify the current price, all the company's got to do is grow profits another 10% from current levels for the rest of its life. So if it does better than that, the stock's got significant upside.
0: And that's why KMB, well, it's it's in the danger zone. But as David pointed out, the danger is that you might miss out on it. David, great stuff. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Thank
1: you, Chuck. Good to be with you.
0: David Trainer is founder and president at New Constructs. Learn more at newconstructs.com, on Twitter, at New Constructs. David's on Twitter, too. He is at TheRealDTrain37. Up next on Money Life, it's market call time. We'll be talking about stocks not necessarily dangerous ones, with Andrew Graham from Jackson Square Capital when Money Life continues right after this message. Oh, wow. This is actually pretty dangerous.